Welcome to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Zaltzberg, editor of the Herald Times, along with co-host Mary Catherine Carmichael and our one guest today. We have with us Betsy Ushkrat, who is Miss Indiana. If you have questions or comments, please phone us at 855-0811 or 877-285-9348 or you can send your email to noon at indiana.edu. It's a very special show for me today. <laughs> Miss, Miss Indiana and, and Mary Catherine, who I've always considered Mrs. Oh. Mrs. Bloomington. Oh, wow. So, My, so. how he does make speeches. <laughs> so we're oh. very happy to have you here. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure. Now, um, I, I read a long story that we did in our newspaper about you, so I, I know a little bit about your background, but uh, for all those listeners at home, would you talk about uh, your your path from, from Texas, Iowa first, Texas to Indiana? Sure. I was born in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and uh, my parents were two Iowa farm kids, so we always had those Midwestern values in our home. But when I turned five, my dad got a transfer down to Houston, Texas, and it was probably one of the best moves of our life. We missed our family, but it was just a wonderful place for me to grow up and have so many opportunities, especially in the performing arts, because that turns out to be my chosen profession. And so it was great to be a part of the Houston uh, art scene, and uh, I ended up going to the University of Houston for my undergraduate degree. And uh, during that undergraduate, I decided, well, I think I'm going to go into the opera field. And so I need a master's for that. Mm -hmm. And I sought out all kinds of top universities and colleges and conservatories. And after many uh, deliberations, I ended up finding the best one, and that was Indiana (laughs) University. So what what set IU apart for you? Well, it had such a great feel, even just coming to Indiana itself. I knew the minute I got off the plane that, you know, this is a great place to be. It was January, and I couldn't (laughs) believe all the snow. It was just amazing. I'd seen snow before, but to think that I could live in it, oh, my goodness. And once I got to the school, I just really met up with some great people. Everyone was so friendly. My audition was a wonderful experience. It wasn't like we had all these East German judges who were <laughs> judging you so terribly. You know, they were really interested in the artistic skills that I was trying to present. And um, it was just a perfect fit mm-hmm. doing the six to seven operas a year and just so many performance opportunities mm-hmm. and a little bit closer to the East Coast. There were <laughs> so many pluses. I want to talk more about, about opera in a minute. But after you got to IU, um, the Miss Indiana University pageant was held. It was a first time. It's, it seems like this is sort of a, you're lucky. <laughs> I was. First time in 37 years I was. that a, the Miss Indiana University pageant was held. Why did you decide you wanted to enter that? Well, I had been competing in Texas for several years, actually. I was Miss Woodlands 2002, Southeast Texas 2003, and Miss Houston 2005, so the mm-hmm. year before I came. I was actually in Indiana when I submitted my application for Miss Houston. Okay. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> so this is a lucky area for me anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, But Miss IU didn't happen until February, which was perfect because they wanted to make sure that everybody had their eligibility as students. You have to be a student for at least a semester Mm -hmm. to compete in the pageant. And uh, it worked out really well. And I worked really hard because it was the title that I wanted. If I was going to go to Miss Indiana, Mm -hmm. then I really wanted to be Miss IU. Mm -hmm. I really loved the school and I wanted to be a representative of it. If if there wouldn't have been a Miss IU pageant, would you have sought out another pageant to try to... Probably, probably. There was a North Central was one in this area, but actually Indiana doesn't have tons of open local pageants. They have closed local pageants, which mean you have to live in in the various counties or in the area to compete in them. And so there are very few opportunities if if you're falling between the cracks. There's no Miss Monroe County. And um, this is all a volunteer-led organization. And so each of these pageants that are hosted throughout the state, there are 27, are all hosted by volunteers. And it's all, you know, sponsored by the community leaders and mm-hmm. it's a great program so I was determined to be involved in it in my last year of eligibility. Mm-hmm. How many people competed for the Miss IU? Miss IU I think it was about 12 mm-hmm. 12 or 13 mm-hmm. so we had a great time it was a good pageant we did have protesters outside <laughs> <laughs> which actually kind of it upset me uh-huh. because I had worked so hard on my own presentation and also on my interview skills and developing my opinions but the the chief effort that I made was in my community service work. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, you know, if they had taken more of an in-depth look at the pageant 
rather than just a superficial glance at, oh, well, this is just a beauty pageant with swimsuits. Mm-hmm. You know, there's more involved in it. And I've put in hundreds of community service hours with my platform of fighting hunger. And so many of the other girls, actually, it was totaled to be around 3,000 hours were contributed just by the Miss IU contestants. Wow. Yeah. So, so I was really proud of them. So what, what the, what's your involvement in fighting hunger? Well, sure. Um, mm-hmm. My platform is called Fighting Hunger in Our Communities with Heart and Soul. And it's named after a benefit concert that my family and I started in Sugarland, Texas, just outside of Houston, uh, back in 1998. And so with that concert, we invited all the performing groups from the various high schools in my school district. And it all went to this benefit concert that we had for our local food bank. And it actually raised thirteen to $15,000 a year. It was a great annual event that we held for many years. And then once I went to college, we ended up, I ended up hosting my own at the University of Houston. And then I just hosted one this past June in Bloomington. Oh, you did? Yes, it was great. Uh huh. And we're hoping to do another one that would be more of a statewide Miss Indiana performance of all the contestants because we obviously have tons of talent in the Miss Indiana mm-hmm. program. Mm-hmm. And so it would be another great way to just use music to try to fight hunger. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got involved with these uh, concerts, that was when I learned about the hunger issues mm-hmm. in our country and in my local areas. And um, in my community in Houston, over 20,000 uh, yeah, 20, families were served every year by our local food bank, which I had never even dreamed. Mm-hmm. You don't see people who are hungry on the corners in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. but people who are hungry are usually the working poor, mm-hmm. people that are you know work, working two or three jobs a day trying to just make ends meet. And uh, when I came to Indiana, I did find out that 600,000 Hoosiers are affected by hunger every day. And so it, hunger happens everywhere, and it happens every day, not just on the holidays. Mm-hmm. And so we have so many people who are willing to give so much, and um, especially during our emergency times. That's always been uh, a, an effort during Katrina mm-hmm. or during tsunami efforts. And people are giving tons to, to try to help in those situations. But when it comes down to it, a lot of times our local food banks will suffer during those times because they get forgotten. Mm-hmm. And so it's just my, my effort to try to bring the local food banks to the forefront and really continue to keep those shelves stocked. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Our uh, phone number is 855-0811 or 877-285-9348. And the email address is noon at indiana.edu. Our guest today is Betsy Ushkrat, who's Miss Indiana. And we have some email questions that came in before oh. the show. Let's get started with those. Um, the first one is, do you think that being Miss Indiana will be helpful in your musical career, or is it just a fun thing to do? I think it is helpful. Um, I know that a few weeks ago I was able to travel to the Miss Iowa pageant and just visit that and see what it was like. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, I met an opera director in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> and having a title, I was able to be introduced to this director. Mm-hmm. And we set up an audition, and I sang for him the next day. It was the Quad City Opera. And hopefully a job's going to come from that. They've been in contact with me. So I'm just thinking, gosh, if that just happened, even mm-hmm. when I was Miss IU and not even Miss Indiana, who knows what kind of opportunities are going to be open to me. And competing at Miss America is going to put my talent, hopefully, on the, on the top 10 stage. And they'll be able to see that and hopefully open some doors that way, too. Yeah. yeah Before we move on to these other emails, I want to mm-hmm. ask about your, your musical career. Oh, yeah. Uh, you've mentioned opera. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, from our previous story that you used to sing country music, right? <laughs> I did. Or, or used to or still I, do? Well, I, no, I still do because I have to take karaoke's everywhere with me. <laughs> and I love it. I really do. I love all types of music. I grew up, um, first I sang at church, and so I sang contemporary Christian music. And uh, one of the major performance opportunities was at our county fair or at the Rosenberg mm-hmm. Opry just outside of Houston. And so I did a lot of country music. And even in high school, I got a job at a dinner theater in Houston. So I sang musical theater there too. And I actually thought that musical theater was going to be my path. Uh, but I'm not a dancer. So <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work out as well. And um, I just, I've loved all types of music. I was a worship leader during my college years at a, a large Methodist church in Houston. Mm-hmm. So I've really done a lot of different types of music and, and still enjoy doing it. So why opera? Yeah. Opera is so passionate mm-hmm. and it's such a challenge. I don't mm-hmm. speak foreign languages, but I want to study them and I want to study foreign cultures and I love stories. I've been involved in theater productions 
all throughout my my middle school and high school work and through college too. So I've always loved the stage, and it's just the perfect combination of mm-hmm. singing the high notes, which I love to sing, <laughs> and being on stage telling a story, being an actress with a live audience. That's so you're I a soprano? I am. I'm a soprano. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what have you done here at IU? Well, last year I was fortunate enough to do Romeo and Juliet, and I was mm-hmm. Juliet oh, boy. in that, and it was great. I loved it. It definitely got me hooked on doing <laughs> lead opera, French roles, love it, you know? <laughs> and now I have another opportunity in the fall. It's Manon, and it's another ma- it's another French opera that we're going to be doing. Okay. So How exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll get to the rest of these, but while okay. we're on this the line of questioning, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm wondering, are you the little girl who, when your parents had friends over for dinner, came out and entertained? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, and as we uh, orchestrate these parties every year, you know, dad's birthday, mom's birthday, anniversary parties and all this stuff, my parents would just start renting stages <laughs> so that I could get up and perform. And my sister's a singer, too. And okay. so sometimes we'd have outdoor parties and we'd invite bands and I'd just sing with them. And so anybody who came to the Ushkrat parties knew they were getting some music. <laughs> how, how old's your sister? Oh, she's just a few years younger than me. She's uh-huh. 21. Is she involved in pageants, too? No, she's not. But she's enjoying all the connections I'm making. <laughs> all the opportunities, you know, sing. I'm going to sing at a Colts game. And so I get free tickets for that. That oh. and so you know she got to benefit from a lot of that in Texas. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of fun. But she's a budding singer songwriter and also involved in marketing and communication. So she wants to get into this industry. Wow, okay. what a good! You guys could be a great team. I hope so. Forward. She could be my manager. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> keeping the family. Yeah. All right. Well, here's another question that came in. It says, "Do you consider yourself a feminist? And if so, how does that mesh with being in a beauty pageant?" Hmm. Well. I don't really consider myself a feminist. I've never really put that title upon myself. Um, I just know that I look at everybody equally, and regardless of their race or gender, everybody has goals that they can reach for. And uh, being in the pageants has really helped me. It's round me out as an individual. Uh, I enjoy being on stage, as you can tell. I've had it in my past, and I just feel very comfortable up there. But then being able to be a part of the Miss America organization where they actually they actually ask you to have a platform mm-hmm. and and speak upon it and find ways to become an activist in your community. It's just so exciting. And it lights a fire under people who are involved and other people that you meet. It just becomes an inspiration to not only adults, but to kids, too. Mm-hmm. I know when I was a little girl, I looked up to anybody with a crown. And I only met a few title holders. I met Miss America... Um, I don't remember her year, but it was Debbie Turner. She was Miss America one year. And um, I just treasured that little autograph that I got from her. And I know that uh, I have that opportunity to be that person for another little girl. And it's just so exciting. Mm-hmm. That is cool. And we should say before the show, she signed some autographs for oh, yeah. us. And, and I'm taking mine home to some little girls. So. I'm taking mine home to me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That'll be up in his cube later this afternoon, I'm sure. Right. Shall I go on with the next email? Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, this week, we've all been seeing on TV clips of John Bonet Ramsey as she participated in ch- uh, child beauty pageants. What do you think of beauty pageants for young children? Well, beauty pageants for young, young children, I don't think benefit the kids as much as somebody that's older and is really experiencing the stage aspect of it and enjoying it. Um, I've judged several child beauty pageants, and for the most part, they're really positive experiences because the kids learn to come out of their shell and to be proud of who they are and present who they are. Most beauty pageants for young kids right now require that the children not wear makeup. So, yes. So it it really is making a move in the right direction. So the pictures that we're seeing from 10 years ago with Jean Benet were a little bit dated. And of course, it's a terrible situation, terribly sad. Um, But it just makes your heart go out to the families and in that situation. And like I said, I think some kids really benefit from it. I think you have to come to a certain age, and the parents know when that is, and when a child could really benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Now, were you uh, involved in – when did you get involved? Oh, in, sure. Now, I didn't get involved till I was actually in middle school age. I competed um, – 
just for some local tiny little pageants. And I really didn't play the circuit a whole bunch. I just did one or two. And I was really drawn by the talent portion of it. That was what got me involved in pageants from mm-hmm. the get-go mm-hmm. uh, because I love to sing. And I wanted some place to be able to sing in front of an audience. And there were even some local pageants where you, where you get to sing two times. <laughs> you could compete <laughs> twice. It was great. I loved it. <laughs> Mom, sign me up for that one. I I'm know. Yeah. Of course, it's 25 bucks a pop, you yeah. know, each time. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun. And, and so I just loved it. There were all kinds of I, I, maybe five or six that I did uh-huh. during middle school and high school times. I was Miss Farm Bureau one year. Miss Farm Bureau. Farm Bureau, yes. I competed uh-huh. all the way at the Texas level, <laughs> the yeah. state level. So it was it was fun for me. I really enjoyed it. But the Miss America program is just so remarkable, as I said, because they have four points on the crown. And the four points stand for service and success and scholarship and style. So it not only has the beauty aspects, but it does have the, the enriching parts of concentrating on your scholastic achievement and trying to put yourself through school. You know, I've made a lot of scholarship in being a part of the organization, and mm-hmm. so have many other young women. Regardless if you win a state title or not, you can still earn quite a bit for your school and, mm-hmm. and also be involved in your community and get to meet new people mm-hmm. and really get a, a sense of enrichment in being involved. Mm-hmm. Now, now, when was the, the Miss Indiana pageant that you won? Miss Indiana was June 24th, and it happened all that week beforehand in Zionsville. Okay. And then, so this week has been the state fair. As Miss Indiana, I imagine you've had some responsibilities there. Well, I went there for one day. I actually went for the IU day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I was Good Miss choice. IU, yeah. and then they said they actually had a parade, and they put a little banner on the side, which just meant so much to me, because it said, our Miss IU is now Miss Indiana. Uh-huh. Congratulations, Betsy. So it was a lot of fun. But um, the Indiana State Fair actually has its own pageant system, which is completely separate from the Miss America organization, which is really great, too, because I've never really seen such a great state fair program. I went to the Miss Monroe County Fair mm-hmm. pageant and mm-hmm. saw that pageant take place. And so the contestant from there went to the state fair competition. So the county fairs are the feeder system then yes. for the state fair. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of fun. It was great. And I got to meet the state fair queen and, you know, humbly thank her for letting me be there that day <laughs> on her turf. Politics, know? politics, politics. Right. She was so sweet. It was just fine. <laughs> All right. Our phone numbers again, 855-0811 or 877-285-9348. Or you can send your email to noon at indiana.edu. Our guest is... Betsy Ushkrat, Miss Indiana. You know, I would think that it, as Indi- uh, Miss Indiana, that there would be a, a fair amount of a time commitment for you. And how's that going to work with you? I assume you'll be a full-time student again in the fall. How are you? How does that work for you? It's going to be difficult. It's a juggling act. But I am going to be a full-time student. But being a graduate student, you take nine hours as a, a full load. And uh, I'm just going to be involved in preparing for the opera, mm-hmm. doing voice lessons and coachings this semester. And I'm traveling the state. (laughs) I'm going up to Fort Wayne tonight and going to be a part of their, um, right next to Fort Wayne is a tiny little town called Rome City. And Mm -hmm. it's great where they have a a festival. And so I'm going to be a part of that tomorrow and plenty of other opportunities throughout the state. When's the Miss Miss, uh, America pageant? Well, Miss America keeps changing. (laughs) But they've actually uh, set up a time in September. It's going to be the 6th through the 10th or 11th where they will be filming a documentary about all the state contestants. And this documentary probably won't be shown until January. In January is when they're going to have the final competition. So they'll have three nights of preliminaries and they'll take a break, I think, for a day. And then they're going to put Miss America, I believe, on January 29th. It's a Monday night. Okay. And And it's no longer in Atlantic City. It is not, no. And they haven't confirmed Las Vegas, but we're all thinking it's Las Vegas. (laughs) That's where they had it last year and it was a great success. And Uh of course, it's now on country music television. It's not on a, a major network, but it's on this cable network. Work, which is perfect, actually, because CMT is great for American values, and the people who watch CMT also watch Miss America. So it's a perfect combination, and I'm sure Miss America is going to be involved in many of their other cable uh, networks. MTV is one, and I think VH1, a lot of Viacom 
network. So hopefully we can get Miss America more in the forefront of the media. You know, Miss America does a lot throughout her year, but yet mm-hmm. you don't always get to see it. They, yeah. So we're trying to do more to promote her brand and, and really get her out there so that she can be a role model for young women in America. Now, if you won the Miss America pageant, would you have to take a break from school or how would you handle that? Because I imagine that the time commitment on that is really huge. Huge. Yes. yes. It would be a full-time job to be Miss America. And so I wouldn't be able to continue for that year in, in mm-hmm. my studies. But it, I would get to travel the the country and mm-hmm. probably travel outside of the country and being an ambassador. A lot of times Miss America is involved in USO. So there's lots of great things that mm-hmm. Miss America could bring. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. We have a mm-hmm. couple of phone calls. Let's go first to John. Right. John? Uh, yes. Hi, Betsy. Hi. Uh, just, uh, I read your bio a few weeks ago and it was in the paper and I, I have to say I was very impressed and uh, uh, liked your interest in music and theater. Uh, some interest I share myself. Okay. Oh, and also I really did like your emphasis on service and your work with uh, uh, with hunger issues. I was just wondering um, what uh, groups you're working with here in Bloomington and if you're working uh, with Mackham, uh, which I understand is having a food drive this uh, this coming weekend. Uh, their their supplies are down rather low and they're having a food drive and I was wondering if you were involved in that. Oh, sure. I absolutely am. I don't know which grocery store I'll be at. They haven't told me yet. <laughs> but I am very excited about being a part of it and of course... We always know that food banks are always in in stressful times, especially during the summer. You know, the, it's hard uh-huh. to keep the the shelves stocked. There just um, aren't any good holidays in the summer. No, the and <laughs> they tried to put National Hunger Awareness Day during the summer so that uh-huh. it would bring awareness. But um, I think they're going to change that now. I actually was able to work with the national headquarters of America's Second Harvest, mm-hmm. which is located in Chicago. And uh, America's Second Harvest is the largest network. It is the network of food banks in America. America. They have over 207 food banks that they help serve and distribute food to. And so they're working, uh, trying to find ways for me as Miss Indiana to get involved with the food banks in Indiana and throughout America, see if we can do some things on a national level to be prepared if I were to become Miss America, to be able to do things, you know, on a, on a national level. So I'm working with America's Second Harvest. And also in that same day in Chicago, I met with the regional headquarters of Bread for the World, which is a national or international organization that's based in the United States. It's a Christian, but... Um, all denominations and a nonpartisan organization that just works on lobbying the the government to try to find ways to to um, fight hunger at its source to really root out poverty. Well, I was going to say, do you uh, are you interested then in poverty issues besides hunger issues? I mean, underlying hunger issues, of course, is poverty issues. Oh, absolutely, yes. I'm I'm all for anything that we can do to alleviate hunger in our country. Okay. Well, and you yes. might. Uh, might take a look at the work of Sojourners. I don't know if you're familiar with them. No, tell uh, me about There's a campaign them. with Sojourners uh, uh, that's aimed at, uh, it's a, has another group. I forget the, the name of that group right at the moment. Uh, but it's a group that's focusing on poverty issues in the United States uh, and in the world. Wonderful. And uh, Sojourners, you might look them up. They're sure. a Christian organization out of Washington, D.C. Been uh, doing a lot of work with uh, the poor and with uh, political issues. For a number of years. Well, great. So you might want to look into them. Absolutely. So, anyways, congratulations, <laughs> and it's uh, been fun talking to you. Thank you so much. And I'm much. really, I'm uh, proud to hear uh, service orientation out of uh, out of our queen. So, oh, <laughs> thank you so much. It's hey, my you, you pleasure. Might, you might let people know what the dates are on uh, on Mackin this weekend. Oh, sure. It's next weekend, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah, help me out. Do you know the dates? Uh, next weekend, I think it's the 26th, 27th. Yeah, I believe right. it's just the Saturday and right. Sunday, uh, and it's going to be at participating uh, thir- grocery stores. grocery stores. Mm-hmm. Around. Great. We actually had uh, representatives from Mackham here a couple weeks ago. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So thanks, John. Hey, thank you, folks. Thank you. Thanks have a lot good day, for the call. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right, we have another call. Before, we'll have a, one more call before the break. Sarah's next. Sarah? Well, I was going to ask the same kind of thing that John asked, but he beat me to it. <laughs> um, but I am, I am glad you brought up the, the Mackham food drive. One of the things that you didn't mention, but uh, I know someone from Mackham did in the, in the program when they were there, was that they used to be able to give people uh, food for a week when they came to Mackham for groceries. And now they're down to being able to give them food for three days. And I think they can't give them food as often, even so. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, it's a really serious decline in what Monroe County people 
have been making available to the poor who come looking for help Absolutely. with their hunger issues. Yes. Yeah, so uh, for all those people who don't know where, where uh, Betsy's going to be, which grocery store, they're going to have to go to all of them, I guess. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Leave a little Either something behind it each one. Volunteer through your church to be at one of them yourself, That's true. which any of us can do. That's right? true. They're still looking for volunteers. Yeah, I know the hours for that. I think uh, 10 o'clock in the morning to 1 or 1 o'clock to 4, and they yeah. are looking for volunteers. I should be in the morning on that Saturday. Okay. All right. Well, we've hit uh, break time. Again, our guest today is Betsy Ushkraft. Miss Indiana. If you have questions or comments, phone us at 855-0811 or 877-285-9348 or you can send your email to noon at indiana.edu. We'll be right back. You're listening to Noon Edition on member-supported WFIU. Production support comes from Closets 2, providing organized and expanded closet and storage space for home office and garage, using a variety of systems with no major renovations. Closets 2, owned and operated in Bloomington, 332-2233. And from South Dunn Street Project, represented by Brian Lappin Real Estate, classic bungalow-inspired architecture in the Bryan Park neighborhood of Bloomington, www.southdunnstreet.info. WFIU is a media sponsor for Jazz Under the Stars. It's a fundraiser for Bloomington High School North Bands. It features jazz educator and saxophonist Jamie Abersold and a sampling of talent from Bloomington High School North past and present. There's live music and dinner. It takes place at Deer Park Manor, Saturday evening from 6 to 9. More information at wfiu.indiana.edu. Welcome back to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Zaltzberg from the Herald Times, along with Mary Catherine Carmichael, and our guest today, Betsy Ushkrat, Miss Indiana University and Miss Indiana. If you have questions or comments, please phone us at 855-0811 or 877-285-9348 or send your email to noon at indiana.edu. I have a question. I would imagine that you have lots of different responsibilities as Miss Indiana, and I'd like to hear about some of the things you've done so far. At the break, we talked a little bit about parades, and I'd like to hear some other things, and and then I have a follow-up for that. Oh, sure. Well, last weekend I was in Richmond, Indiana, where I was in a parade, and I was so thrilled because it was the first time I ever had my own float. I couldn't believe it. It was the Miss Indiana float, and it was just a thrill. It was a moonlight parade, so it was in the evening, yeah, and the whole town was there. It was great. Um, I was involved, as we said, at the Indiana State Fair, and gosh, I've just been all over. There have been um, some local pageants already that have taken place to compete for Miss Indiana next year, and so I've been to those pageants and and performed and been a part of that, and uh, as I said, I traveled up to Chicago and did some work with my hunger organizations mm-hmm. too. So it's just been it's been very busy. <laughs> what, what kind of support are you given? Um, because this is a lot of responsibility and just finding places that you have to be and, and, and there's financial a lot of support. Too. Yes, the, the, yeah. Kind of there's financial considerations and all mm-hmm. this, and it sounds like you need an assistant. I do. Well, I have several people that help me. There there are several state directors that help me. Frank Ricketts is one. Aaron Howell is another, and they're kind of the co. Uh, directors. But I also have a business manager, and she's all the way up in um, Kendallville, mm-hmm. Indiana. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm also getting some help from my past local director, Lindsay Etienne, who was the Miss IU director. And so she's helping me kind of in the southern state, uh, southern part of the state. And um, I just try to get people to ride with me if I go up I was going to say, do you or, have to drive yourself everywhere? Yeah, pretty much. And I'm actually still in search of a car sponsor because I have a car that was just a little beat up one that I was going to take just to the gro- grocery store and back kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so now it's traveling the state and I've already put on over 3,000 miles on that car since I was uh-huh. crowned. Did you get to keep that float? You can't just drive no. that? Or, oh, no. <laughs> well, it was pulled by a tractor. I don't think so. <laughs> she wouldn't get anywhere very fast. Yeah. She'd look good doing it, yeah. but she yeah. just wouldn't get there in a timely fashion. Oh, but all the various expenses and, and just staying prepared and ready to 
make appearances and have the right clothing. I have several great sponsors. I get to borrow clothing from Cache in mm-hmm. Indianapolis. And I have Carmen Delgado as a spa mm, sponsor. And great. she is great and helping me out so much. Estee Lauder is one of my makeup sponsors. So I have plenty of makeup from them. And, of course, the scholarship was part of the prize that I won. And so that will be going to the university bill. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So you're allowed to accept, like for example, let's say as a result of this, you did find a car sponsor. You're allowed to accept the use of an automobile for the tenure of your reign, or how does that work? Oh, yes. We can work out any type of deal at this point, <laughs> a trade-in or a lease or um, just a, a gift. It doesn't matter. But um, we offer all kinds of advertising for anyone that wants to sponsor us, especially through the state pageant. The next year, we have a program book that will go out to all kinds of people, you know, thousands of people come to this pageant, and so it would serve as a great source of advertisement for them if they became involved with this organization. Mm-hmm. It's all volunteer-run, and it's all just for the support and benefit of young women mm-hmm. who are trying to impact their community and their scholastic achievement. All right. We have another phone call. Let's, okay. Let's go to Randy. Randy? <laughs> Hi. Hi, Randy. Hi. How are you? Hi. Um, Betsy. Yes. Uh, Hi. I just... I just wanted to say that uh, it's wonderful you're, you're an awesome person for worrying about people with with, with hunger problems. Oh, well, thank That's you. That's great. Thank and you. Uh, I also just I wanted to talk to the future Miss America. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. I definitely have my hopes. <laughs> I have faith in you. Oh. Uh, but you're, you remind me of my sister, my little sister. She's... Uh, She's 17 and, and wanting to go to college, and she's uh, really intelligent like yourself. And Aww. and uh, she's beautiful and and has a lot of goals, and, and you're, you're a role model for those type of people. Oh, well, and it's great. Thank you. I wish the best to her. Has she thought of becoming a part of the Miss America organization? I don't know if she... Uh, if she sees that that much beauty in herself, Aww. as far as her physical appearance, I don't know. Uh, yeah, she's just trying to get into college now. But absolutely, but, uh, I, I really, really think that's great that you that you're you're in, you're in that position, and yet you you take the time to worry about hunger needs. Oh well, thank you. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. It's... And uh, I have another question. Not to uh, throw it off here. And, direct the attention to me, but I've been trying to get into acting and modeling for years, and I'm having trouble doing it. Do you have any suggestions? Oh, shoot. Well, I'm not really in that world. I'm just going to school for the music part. Um, But in terms of acting, I get a lot of benefit from just being a part of it. Um, So even at the community level, there are many great community theaters that you can become involved in. And from there, you can really um, polish your skills and hopefully take them to the next level from there. Right, exactly. All right. Okay. Well, I won't take up any more of your time, but... (laughs) Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Keep up the good work. We need we need we need the whole world full of people like you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Randy. You're welcome. All right. Eight, 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 that five, was Randy, three. future president of the Betsy Fan Club. <laughs> yes, right. Eight five five zero oh, eight one one. Eight eight seven seven two eight five nine three four eight. And noon at indiana.edu. Okay, I've got a couple of questions. One, one is just about, you know, you said that you perform at a lot of these pageants. I mean, do you have a series of different songs that you do or do you... I mean, do you sing the same song over and over again? No, I do all kinds of songs. I'm actually a karaoke junkie. (laughs) (laughs) I always check it out at Best Buy or Walmart or wherever, their karaoke sections, just to see what they have. And so I actually lean towards a lot of the old musical theater, Rodgers and Hammerstein. I love Carousel. So I sing If I Loved You or You'll Never Walk Alone. Um, I love a couple of the Kelly Clarkson songs lately too, um, a moment like this or Breakaway, just kind of the fun, inspirational ones. I'm more of a ballad singer, uh-huh. so I often do "My Heart Will Go On" and uh, "How Do I Live Without You," Leanne Rhymes version, uh-huh. and so just all kinds of stuff. I really just like to play around with it and do all kinds of styles. Uh, okay, now you mentioned Kelly Clarkson, and I'd say American Idol is kind mm-hmm. of a reality TV. I mean, mm-hmm. this is real people. Now, that's what I read in our story. 
Larry, that this TV show that you're actually going to be on is kind of a reality TV that's going to be shown on CMT, correct? It was going to be. Oh, At that okay. point, it was. Okay. And they changed their story because it was going to be a vote-in process uh-huh. for all of America to, to decide half of the, the finalists for Miss America. The judges uh-huh. would choose eight, and then America would choose the last seven, uh-huh. and all those people would compete for the final title. And they changed that up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so now they're just doing some documentaries on all the um, contestants oh, okay. and on the current Miss America. And you uh, you can still vote in, but you're voting for Miss Congeniality. Oh, yeah. okay. so, so you can still be a part of that. So in, in this documentary, I mean, I, 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 are they changing the way they're going to do it? Because you're all going to be living together, right? Is that, that was the plan. That was the plan and, but it's not. Well, you know. usually pageants are like that anyways, oh, where okay. you do have to live together. You're uh-huh. living on a floor at a hotel or something. Uh-huh. And uh, so there's a lot of drama that happens anyways. I'm yeah. sure they'll capture it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's another question. You know, we've se- I've seen several movies, uh, TV shows that sort of – to depict pageants mm-hmm. and the pageant world. How real is it? I um, mean, there are some, you know, that were obviously spoofs on things, but right. but there, there's a lot of, I mean, the Sandra Bullock miscongeniality. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, um, it has a little basis in reality, but of mm-hmm. course, those are huge caricatures of oh, what sure. it really is. Um, for the most part, the girls are really great people, and we're all very supportive. And the ones who have been in it longer realize that the game is more about yourself and how you can perform as opposed to beating out the other competition. Mm-hmm. And so it really becomes a challenge for yourself instead of instead of being a competitor and cutthroat and everything. Uh, and actually, at Miss Indiana this year, that was one of the best state competition experiences I've ever had because the girls were all extremely talented and intelligent and driven for their community and really just wanted to have a great time. It was neat because we all got to wear our crowns everywhere we went in <laughs> Zionsville. So you'd see 27 little crowns walking around everywhere, <laughs> everywhere we went. And so it it put the focus on each girl as a person that has several achievements to her name. And it it really just comes down to enjoying what you're doing. And so it, it didn't have tons of bad stories backstage. Oh, okay. right. <laughs> well, I would imagine you're at a level and an age, too, where um, pageant parents, and there are sometimes some difficult connotations with that, are less of an issue because you're an adult. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, a lot of the girls, of course, are in college. That's mm-hmm. pretty much the age. Um, but parents are still a big part of it, too. And you can have some positive experiences or some negative ones. Um, but... I, I, I wouldn't say it's a big concern in that area. Mm-hmm. All right, eight five five zero eight one one eight seven seven two eight five nine three four eight, and noon at indiana dot edu. Um, so, what's going to be next for you? I mean, after the Miss Indiana year, I mean, do you, do you want to perform in operas uh, on the Met stage, or I mean, is that your well? And after her years, Miss America. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you well, left I, that whole part out, Bob. I, I assume. Can't forget that's that. why. Yeah, I, that's I why they have me here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to keep on track. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I become Miss America, it's mm-hmm. going to put my studies on hold, which this year has kind of um, made it slow, but it hasn't put it on a hold. So. Um, it's just going to be interesting. I want to finish my master's, and I want to audition for young artist programs across the country. And I really love to travel. That was something that I always did with my family as a girl, and I've always loved to visit new places, see the the new sites. And uh, so I am hoping to do that with my career and just become a full-time singer. Uh, I've also taught voice lessons before, and so mm-hmm. that's something that I'm very open to doing and mm-hmm. I enjoy, mm-hmm. especially high school age, high school age girls. I just really connect with them, so we have a yeah. great time. So is your plan to be a full-time opera singer or just uh, you – any whatever you can right whatever I can do uh-huh. yeah whatever yeah. will happen because I I love singing so even if it goes in the musical theater realm I'm yeah. totally open to that you know two there I know of at least two Bloomington girls who became Miss uh, Miss Indiana right I, I just wonder if you've met them Sheila Stephen and and uh, Tiffany Storm those are two people I remember yes mm-hmm. I know of them uh, mm-hmm. Sheila Stevens was actually my judge for uh-huh. Miss IU uh-huh. and so she was great and, and I got to talk with her um, off 
at her station, I think. Yeah. I was there. And, uh, um, also, Did she give you advice? Well, she just was really supportive. Said, oh, you're going to win. Oh, you're going to be Miss Indiana. I just know it. I have this feeling about it. <laughs> and she <laughs> so, was right. Yeah. <laughs> it was sweet. It was uh-huh. great. Uh, Tiffany, I haven't met, but I actually watched her Miss America interview and was very impressed. Mm-hmm. So I, I've been doing my research. And there's and, actually a third, and I'm not going to be able to remember her name. Um, but she was actually Miss New Jersey, but she grew up in Bloomington. Uh-huh. Yes. I know her parents, Jim Hurtling and... Heather Narducci. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes, yeah. she helped me a lot too. We had a couple sessions together, just talking yeah. about interview and preparing, and mm-hmm. so she's been a huge help. And actually, has arranged an appearance here in Bloomington for me with the Bloomington Pops. Uh-huh. Oh, and, be great. yeah. So I'm thrilled. It'll be the end of November, like that weekend after Thanksgiving, 24th, 25th of November, and I think that's in conjunction with the tree lighting ceremony. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So we're trying to get some things together because they also want to make it a food drive. And uh, we want to work with the United Way. I'm really good friends with uh, Barry Leslau. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've had a great time together. And so we're going to try to find some way to really bring everything to get in together and uh, make Bloomington united that way. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. Right. We have a couple more emails that have come in. Um, okay. The first one begins, you project a wonderful image and model for young people. Your interest in hunger is also commendable. However, this is a trickier question than you addressed somewhat earlier, but not in depth. From my experience in another state, there was a large there were a large number of beauty queen pageants that ran the gamut. Every fall festival had one and there were multiple queens from toddlers up through young teens. To watch these small children ride through town in convertibles all dressed up and dolled up by their parents, and then to know the parents were taking them everywhere they could they could to be paraded and adored struck me very negatively as a parent. I see the value of the pageants for older youth, but could you comment on any difficulties you see in introducing children too early to this scene? Well, I I can kind of agree, and I can totally see where she's coming from on it. Um, It is disappointing to see parents get more out of the experience than the kids. And that's what would probably be the most disconcerting. And to put a kid on a rigorous schedule of being a title holder, Mm -hmm. it's very different from getting a child involved in a pageant itself. The pageant is just a, a one-time experience on the stage, and that fits a personality like mine that wants to be on stage and, and present, you know, a little young Annie-type kid, you know, mm-hmm. that wants to be up there. Uh, but when it comes to the parents creating the, this lifestyle change for a child, I don't really necessarily think that's very healthy. So, I don't know. I guess that would be my comment on it. Okay. And here's another question that came in. Uh, The first caller mentioned the anti-poverty program of Sojourners but could not recall the name. That program is called Call to Renewal. Sojourners and Call to Renewal are united under the same organization led by Reverend Jim Wallace. Call and Bread for the World, mentioned by Betsy, work together on many initiatives to promote faith-based advocacy against hunger and poverty. And then she's left you the web uh, web address. Oh, perfect. So thank you. So if you want to follow you. up on that, not really a question, but we love, we have great call, great listeners. They often fill in the blanks for us when we don't know the answer to something. Just, so. Sometimes we don't know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 855-0811-877-285-9348 and noon at indiana.edu. Our guest again is Betsy Ushkrat, Miss Indiana University and Miss Indiana. We have about 10 minutes to go on the program. I, I have another question and this may be fluid and, and not possible for you to answer at this time based on some of the things, the changes that the Miss USA organization is making, but um, or or Miss America. America. I did it wrong. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Donald Trump. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, at any rate, do you know what percentage of the total scoring, the talent portion will hold for you? Talent is the highest percentage. So and that's to please, that's great. yes, yeah. it's changed throughout my six years of being involved. But um, at this point, it could be thirty-five to forty percent of my score. Uh, interview being the next highest, which would be thirty-five to forty percent as well, um, including an on-stage question that would take like five percent of your score, and then the interview thirty to thirty-five percent. Mm-hmm. So there's like, and then what's the rest emphasis. of it? They do well, uh, eating gown and swimsuit, usually like fifteen percent and fifteen percent. So in in judging interview and swimsuit, it's not so much the dress and it's not so much your body as much as how you present yourself and the confidence that you exude on stage. So that's mm-hmm. how they score those areas. Mm-hmm. 
How do you how do you get ready for like the interview portion? Uh, have are, interviews like this? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the exact opposite question I was going to ask. I, I'm thinking, how do you psych yourself up to get on stage in a bathing suit? I would rather sign up for a series of beatings. I, I just can't imagine. Well, I have interview parties actually that'll help with the interview, and so I just have neighbors come over and they ask me questions, and we get uh-huh. to debating public policy and I mean, all kinds of stuff. I learn so much because you get so many perspectives, and that's what the the interview is going to be like you have six or seven judges sitting there with all with different backgrounds different ideas and different concerns mm-hmm. uh for the swimsuit the first time i was in that competition i was mortified it was terrible oh, yeah. <laughs> but i also didn't know anything about um actually bodybuilding i wouldn't call myself a bodybuilder but yet i do tons of strength training now to focus on the areas that i want to augment or make smaller and (laughs) so I just work really hard on that so by the time the swimsuit competition comes on I'm proud of the work that I've done and Mm -hmm. it's just an easy way for me to display myself for what 10 seconds and it's it's a score of just showing your confidence even in any situation you aren't in the most glamorous evening gown you're in a sporty swimsuit instead so it doesn't freak you out it doesn't anymore I mean it still it still takes some nerves always (laughs) on stage but it's it's a challenge it's another Mm -hmm. challenge just like I didn't know how to speak any foreign languages and yet I was cast in French roles it's a challenge you know Mm -hmm. you just work on it and and, and it works. <laughs> okay. Okay. 855-0811, 877-285-9348, and noon at indiana.edu. I want to ask you about, about preparing for an opera. Mm-hmm. What, uh, you know, what goes into preparing for an Indiana University opera? How much, how much rehearsal is there? How do you even prepare to audition for a particular role? Well, the toughest preparation happens even before the rehearsal start. It's learning the role, mm-hmm. learning the language, perfecting how you want to present it because the conductor will give you notes about the speed and about the volume and, and all kinds of articulations. But when it comes down to it, you as the musician get to make the choices. And so it's just – I mean this, this opera is almost 400 pages and they haven't cut a single word from my character. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's a huge role and it has tons of um, – underlying meanings and ideas and then just the character development too just like a regular actor would have to develop what they think about this character and what's the backstory where did she come from and why is she saying this now what did that come from that takes a lot of time so you have to prepare for a very specific role you can't just go audition and then expect to be placed in any role well um to audition you can audition on a portion of the aria from a role that you want to do or something similar to it and they place you in. So, And I've okay. done both. Mm-hmm. When I was cast as Juliet, I just sang my best aria at the time. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Willow from the Ballad of Baby Doe, and it was in English. So they didn't even know if I could do French or not, but uh, my, teacher, <laughs> my teacher called up and made sure, you know. <laughs> um, and then with Manon, I knew that this show was coming up this season, and IU is kind of different in that sense that a lot of times the students who audition for roles will go ahead and learn an aria that matches a role they want to do in the season. Um, it's not usually the the way you do things out in the real world. You just present your absolute best, and mm-hmm. then they place you where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the audition process. But then, I mean, there's still – I was cast in April, and so I have – all these months to prepare and work on this character and how I want to present. And there are so many coaches that help me too. And uh, IU Opera Theater is great about providing that for their students involved in roles. So I get diction coachings with Dr. Mona Houston, and I get all kinds of coachings from my regular accompanist at school and um, the opera accompanist coach, excuse me, <clears throat> opera accompanist coach, uh, Sharichi is helping me out too. So, And then I'm always taking voice lessons from my teacher and reviewing ideas and coming up with how we want to present various cadenzas. And mm-hmm. So it's just ongoing. It can never end. I mean, you will constantly be tweaking something like this and even during the rehearsal process. And so when, when is the production? The production isn't until October. So you started in April. Uh, yes. <laughs> started in April. And um, we will have rehearsals with our director and conductor starting on the 17th of September. So I will be just, just coming be back. back right? <laughs> it, it just barely all fits together. <laughs> 
but it, it will. It'll be great. And since I've been working on it over the summer, that kind of fills in the space that I'm going to be missing for a week and a half when I'm in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So, oh. we, week and a half in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. I know. I've never been. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> so, awesome. it, so have there been any surprises since you've had this, uh, this title? These titles, These really? titles, oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I mean, the Miss, uh, you, you certainly had an expectation for what it would be like to be Miss Indiana mm-hmm. or Miss Texas or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, have there been any surprises since you? Um, well, it, it's been a whole new world coming up to Indiana because I've been a part of the Texas program for so long. And uh, Miss Texas is an absolutely full-time position. You have to move to Fort Worth and travel the state with over 300 appearances in the year. Oh, my god! Yes, it's a full-time thing. And I don't necessarily agree with that as much because it's putting off your school. Mm-hmm. And this is supposed to be a scholarship organization. But, I mean, people who have been Miss Texas have just benefited so greatly. And it's improved all their lives and all their careers. So, you know, you, you decide what kind of program you want to be involved in. But when I came to Indiana, they said, no, we are so happy that you're in school. And I told them, well, I'm going to be involved in this opera. I was just cast. I told them back in May, even before I was crowned, if I was crowned, could I still do this opera? Could I still be a student? And they said, absolutely. We are entirely thrilled and you have the lead in the opera oh my gosh we will get everybody in the state there you know they're all so thrilled about it so that was a big refreshing change that really fit my lifestyle and what Mm -hmm. I was going for and my goals um and like I said, the contestants were so great. I had the most fun I've ever had at a state pageant because we all just had a great time. There's so many personalities. And the night I was crowned, we stayed up till 5 a.m. <laughs> I mean, we all just hung out in a hotel room and just talked about everything. And it was it was a blast. It really was great. And we voted for our favorite hair and hottest boyfriend and all that, I mean, all kinds of stuff. It was really fun. It was a great time with the girls. So it was refreshing to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. So, Gosh, I must be losing it. We haven't even asked about your love life. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I have a wonderful boyfriend of four years. So he's known me always as a pageant girl mm-hmm. and um, been completely supportive of it. So excited and completely supportive of my singing career because he's a singer, too. He's a tenor and a very talented one, finishing his doctorate from the University of Houston. So he wants to teach at a university level, but he's actually now a... Uh, teacher here in Bloomington. He's working at the Pinnacle School. Oh, uh-huh. okay. well, no wonder you know Barry Les Alpha. I well. do. <laughs> yes, he's great. <laughs> That's Denise's school. Right? Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it is just so exciting. I've been over there at their school a couple times this week, and he's starting up the music program there for a, a full time position. And it's just really exciting. They have tons of instruments, and they're going to use all kinds of colors for all these kids just to become enlivened with, with the music and really expose them to that. So, Are you going to spend time in the uh, public schools here this year? Yes, yes, I really hope to. And um, I guess we have contact information. If you wanted to contact me through our website at okay. missindianapageant.com, uh-huh. I would love to start coming up with some plans, especially for next semester. After I get back from Miss America, mm-hmm. I would love to do – Every school here in Bloomington, Monroe County, Southern Indiana, um, it would just be a blast for me. So if anybody's listening and, and wants Miss Indiana to come speak, we okay. definitely can do that. All right. And yeah. you know what? We're out of time. Oh, no. We could have talked forever. <laughs> Maybe after Miss, Miss America. When you're crowned Miss America. Uh, will you remember yeah. the little people and come back? Yeah. And you'll, you'll come back, won't you? Oh, I love FIU. Uh, Don't worry. Okay. All right. Well, I want to thank Betsy Ushkrat for being here with us today. For Mary Catherine Carmichael, producer Catherine Hegeman and engineer Mike Pashkash. I'm Bob Salzberg. Thanks for listening. Noon Edition is a production of WFIU and the Herald Times.